Welcome to Open to Wonder, the podcast where we wonder about all kinds of faith questions, big ones, small ones, weird ones, and hard to talk about in church ones. I'm Karen. And I'm Chris. This season, we're going beyond Sunday morning to explore how faith is formed during the hours we spend outside of the church's buildings and programs. If you've ever wondered how faith is both formed and lived out in daily life, you won't want to miss these conversations. So pull up a seat and wonder with us. Welcome to this episode of Open to Wonder. I am Chris, and I'm joined here today with Karen. Me? Karen, yep. It's good for us to be back today. Um, Unlike the previous episodes, we do not have a guest today. Uh, This is an opportunity for um, Karen and I to reflect a bit on what we have encountered as we've been talking with the uh, four guests that we had uh, already this season, uh, and to do a little bit of looking ahead. What's the impact of having listened to these? Where do we go from here? Um, And so that's going to be the shape of our conversation today. Uh, Karen, I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind just starting off uh, with a a little bit of reflection of of what some of the the key words or phrases that Mm. um, have stuck with you uh, throughout this season. Yeah. You know what this, you know how sometimes you'll like, you'll watch a movie and it's so good and it just replays like for days you're replaying the plot line or different lines and these conversations were so much that for me I think after our last one like just yeah for like two weeks after and still now there's certain things that I'm just replaying in my mind I learned so much um one thing that really stuck out for me was um the doableness. I recognize this is not a word doableness, but you know, that, that, that what everyone shared was so practical. And I tend to want, like, I tend to be pretty practical down to earthy kind of person. But, you know, when I thought about this topic of beyond Sunday, um, you know, what I was really wondering about was, well, what does it look like to live faith outside of our church walls every day? And, you know, how doable is that? And the different stories they shared, the experiences they shared. Um, yeah, like it, it, it from each one, I there was a takeaway, right? And one commonality that I noticed with all of them was they was that they all unprompted by us said something along the lines about attentiveness, about pay attention, be attentive to what God is calling you to do or where God is placing you. And I mean, that's doable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that word attentiveness caught my attention uh, as well. <laughs> um, I, I was, um, surprised as they were framing it that a couple times we heard, um, you know, sometimes we're so busy that we miss <laughs> what's happening around us. And yeah. there was this, this call to be slower, to be intentional in order to pay attention to what God's doing, right? how the spirit is shaping us. Um, those types of comments uh, 
just seemed to keep coming back back up um yeah. even though as you were saying we weren't prompting it 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 seemed to surface again and again i think one of the other pieces for me that really stood out um this season was the number of times um people talked about someone who had influenced them when they were right. younger yeah um sometimes it was a family member but oftentimes it was it was somebody naming you know, uh, an older lady at church, um, like Reggie talking about right. being um, part of the ushering group and putting on his tuxedo and his gloves and, um, and, and learning through that a sense of what it meant to belong to the church. But that belonging was ushered in by <laughs> an older member in the church who learned his name, who paid attention to him. And right. I think it, it was things like that as we heard that come up, you know, Ruth naming her parents that way. Um, it, it seems to me that that along with attention, there was this kind of recurring theme of of somebody older, somebody with some position of authority seeing each of our guests and saying, I see you. I right. think you have gifts and naming it and inviting them into some sort of leadership role. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, the other along with that. So there's this idea of, um, yeah, how people have stepped into people's lives and, and helped nurture their faith, how people were intentional about paying, you know, getting involved in the lives of perhaps people who are younger than them um, and nurturing their faith. And then I thought it was interesting, you know, Mary Hulst talked about how she's seeing young adults who are saying, okay, I'm trying to live out my faith now. Like this is what I was taught and, and is feeling, they are feeling sometimes resistance from their parents or the church. Um, because, yeah, I, I, like that really struck me too. This idea of we're taught all these things. We, we learn them on Sunday morning or we learn them in midweek programs or Bible studies. And then when we, you know, go to live them out, there's this tension like, um, oh, that's, oh, that's not really what we meant to do because suddenly things yeah. get messy, right? And so that was really powerful to me too, that Mary kind of, um, yeah, she had wisdom for both young adults, like encouragement for them as like, you know, you guys can figure this out, how to live out your faith and, and you're doing well and don't be afraid of the Bible. But she also had, you know, a message, I think for us as the church and people who love young adults and those of us with young adults in our lives too, um, they're going to live out what we taught them and what we can learn from that, right? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, that that too that that just really struck me as so significant. Yeah, I I I think that you know that kind of tips um, in my mind at least that that kind of interaction with Mary where she was naming uh, the difference between belief and trying to live it out. Uh, yeah. You know what we were taught to believe and and how we kind of work that belief out in in day to day realities. Um, I, that was one of the things I was really hoping would surface in these conversations. Like when, when you and I and uh, a few of the other people on our faith formation team were talking about this podcast idea, um, 
one of the themes that kept coming up was how do we get um, to talk about faith where it really happens, right. um, not just faith as intellect, like an intellectual assent, like uh, right. saying, this is what I believe and I can say the words, um, but getting to a point of this is how my faith is still being formed <laughs> and right. shaped outside of Sunday. And, and that, uh, you know, that's, that's what eventually led us to come up with that title for this season of beyond Sunday. Um, and, and I, I really felt, you know, Mary helped us see that Ruth, man, I, (laughs) the number of times I was, as Ruth was talking where I just went, Oh, I don't just have to think about this. I I've got changes to make in my life about how am I structuring community? How am I experiencing, faith in the rhythms of community. You know, she's talking about the times they get together for prayer, young, old, everywhere in between people who are professionals in ministry and people who are just living and trying to make ends meet and how they all come together as community. And I thought, this is beautiful. Um, It's compelling and it's faith formative. Mm-hmm. And it's not a Sunday program. It's not a worship service. It's not Sunday school. It's not a small group. There's not a formal discipleship curriculum, but it's forming their faith and forming their identity in Christ. Right. And and I think, and yet I think with, when I look at people like Ruth and also like, you know, Mike with the work that he does with the, with in social justice, um, I think sometimes it's easy so I'll just total, totally honest, um, you know, little suburban mom here in Canada. I look at like Ruth living in this intentional community in Costa Rica, and it's easy for me to go, oh, well, she can do that because she's in Costa Rica. And I mean, like in my street, how could I do that? And, and, you know, with Mike, people who are engaged in social justice in such powerful ways, it's easy Um to, for for me, someone like myself to become overwhelmed and be like, oh, well, there's so much and where would I start? And then you sometimes, I think there's a danger that as people in the pew, we feel intimidated and feel like, well, I could say the wrong thing or maybe like, where would I even begin? And so both Ruth and Mike, I think, you know, we're very clear on, again, this idea of pay attention. You know, Mike talked about being attentive to your community, to the people in your neighborhood, in your city, in what's happening in your country and looking for ways that you can learn from um, the experiences of others, where you can see, um, where you can learn about God. I think he talked a lot about water and things that he has learned. um, Even by the way, someone in um, Harold, you mentioned a man he knows named Harold and the way he begins his prayer as an indigenous man and what that has taught Mike and Ruth, you know, I, I mean, I asked Ruth, like, what does it mean to be in living in intentional community here and my little street and Kitchener? And she had such a beautiful answer for that. Again, something that's doable. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it, you know, I think, As someone who grew up in the CRC, right? Like I grew up in a small town in Ontario, went to church twice on Sunday, went to like the little, the girls program midweek, did catechism, went to Christian school. And then 
you know, when, but, and, and so much of faith seemed to be what was, I know we were being taught to live it out, but we never interacted with anybody, but the people we saw on Sunday. Yep. And so that felt there was a disconnect for me. And then even, you know, when my husband and I had our girls, yeah, we made an intentional decision. We wanted to be more part of our community. So we sent them to a public school. And in many ways, though, I think we still were operating under this assumption that the primary place our faith was being formed was Sunday morning. And what I've learned, you know, through that journey, through the conversations with these people and through watching my own young adults now live out their faith outside of an established church. I mean, it, it, I think I've learned so much and I've learned more about things that I want to keep wondering about, you know, Mm -hmm. wondering about what does this mean? Um, What is God calling me to do and what simple steps might I and others, um, you know, be taking to live out our faith. How about you? Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think the simple step idea, I I could feel myself with Ruth and Mike in particular, having this sense of, Ooh, um, there's a lot of, (laughs) there's a lot here. And and in part, I think because they're in, um, you know, they're, they're talking about context where there's so much, um, uh, disruptiveness, um, in, in the cultural setting that they're in, that they're recognizing, um, you know, people have been marginalized. Um, government doesn't always provide the way that we think it will. And, um, and, and community experiencing community being in community with others was so central to the way they spoke to the way they understood faith or communicate faith. Um, I think what it, it pushed for me was, was a couple of things, layers of privilege, certainly for myself mm-hmm. um, that I experience as a, a white man here in, in North America, a well-educated white man. It, yeah. it just, adds to the layers and um but what it also exposed is this sense of um so much of my life and the goals and priorities that i i think are just in the cultural water is independence um Mm. being independent and Mm -hmm. they they spoke in ways i don't recall if they actually used the word interdependent but it, it it was much more recognizing that we're interdependent yeah. with creation, recognizing we're interdependent yes. with people of of different racial and ethnic backgrounds and different economic and educational backgrounds. Like interdependence is the priority. And that that pushes against some of the things that I may not have intentionally been taught but was certainly in the, the environment and culturally the expectation was there that yeah. you're going to be independent, self-sufficient. Um, and, and what they were pointing to was a way of living um, that really operates from places of, of mutual weakness and mutual strength. So you're sharing with one another in your, strengths and weaknesses, your vulnerability in community actually is part of what brings out the opportunity for the grace and the gospel to be experienced. Um, right. 
so those types of things really struck me as a a contrast to what I, I felt like I was raised with in many ways, not intentionally, but culturally. Um, yeah. So, so if, so if you're, if you had to give like a one or two sentence synopsis of what you would hope a listener would take away from this, um, what they'd walk away with, like, what would you say after, you know, having, we've had these conversations, um, we've kind of dwelled in this idea of beyond Sunday morning and before anyone writes letters, we are not saying Sunday morning is a bad thing. Right. Um, right. Don't do not, do not, do not start that. Yes. Um, thank you for that so, disclaimer. Right. So we got to make that clear. I mean, Sunday morning worship is of course, um, uh, it, it is a wonderful thing too, but you know, this idea of moving beyond the walls of the church, um, so what what would you say like oh wow i hope i hope that this is a takeaway or this was a takeaway for for you yeah yeah um you know i i think i i go back to one of my hopes when we were we were dreaming up this podcast series and 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 what this uh, whole idea of open the wonder could be um I think we have a tendency and myself included to want to have certainty, Hmm. um, to want to have answers in place that are fixed and operate for everybody at the same time in every place. Um, There's something of that. And, and, and that's not, I, I think part of what happened this season for me was seeing and hearing and listening to the way people were describing faith from their embodied local particular location, um, I I had a choice to make. Can I fear it? Do I write it off? Or do I go with this sense of wonder, which, you know, goes back to the title of our, our, our podcast, but the where I I ended up was in a a sense of wonder going, wow, God, you do way more than what I thought you were doing. Um, You're up to, you know, you're shaping people, you know, Reggie being able to tell these different points in his story um, where he was shaped to love the church, even while the church was hurting um, Mm -hmm. and hurting others. Um, you know, it, it still finding a way in the brokenness of the church to love the church. Like it, it, it was profound for me to, to listen to that. And I, I think some of those things, those perspectives that were being articulated, I could push them off. I could discount them or I could say, wow, and open up the sense of wonder about who is God and what's God doing in the world. And you asked for one or two sentences, but I'm a preacher <laughs> at heart and one or two sentences is a little hard for me. So, um, so I, I, you know, I, I think there was a, a big takeaway for me for this season in particular was this, the sense of wonder at how diverse God is in the way God raises people up and the way God calls mm-hmm. people to follow Jesus Christ and to pay attention to the work of the spirit and um, the breadth of that 
helped me understand again in a, a new way, a deeper way. Um, there's no real cookie cutter approach to faith formation, right? right. Uh, how we are shaped. Yeah. So, so mine's a little shorter. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> touche. So, touché, touché. Uh, so all right. So I leave thinking, like, just do something. Mm. Just do something. You know, Ruth said um, something like, um, "Theology isn't a system of thought. We do theology. Like yeah. it's a verb, right? Yeah. And so we, it's about living in obedience. And it's like." I've taken all the classes, right? I've, 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 I've done all the work, like just, and, and so just do something, do it, live it and, and stop overthinking it. Like it's like Ruth said, it's as simple as saying to your neighbors, Hey, do you want to go in on a box of produce? There's, Mm -hmm. we could go to the market once on a Saturday and and share produce together. Or I bought this new lawnmower anybody on the street want to want to share this with me? Like it's that simple. And I think so often we overthink and we think, we think the result must always be inviting someone to church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Like this must be the result of our endeavors to get someone. And then they have to figure out beyond Sunday, right? Instead of saying, well, what if, what if the end goal is not to invite someone to my church on Sunday morning? What if the end goal is to share life in, in a way with people that, um, yeah, that, 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 that plants those seeds or that, that leads them to see Jesus in a way that perhaps they haven't encountered Jesus before. Mm -hmm. And so, man, I, I was just so encouraged and I feel like I can do this. You can do this. We can do this. Um, so let's do it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the um, one of the things for me too in this season, as as we were talking, and and it, perhaps it plays off the on that repeated word of attention or attentiveness. But um, several times people talked about their practices, and we even yeah. asked them at times about their practices. Uh, you know, whether it's walking along the river or it's prayer and community in the mornings or a shared meal. Um, lots of different practices surfaced and, and I think it's, it's been shaping our conversations as a team too, um, as a faith formation ministries team, uh, um, our, our conversations have been around, um, what are those, those kind of basic repeatable patterns and rhythms that we engage in, um, that, that help us learn to love God and to love our neighbors more, um, And, and maybe it's not a big dramatic change, but those practices over time um, lead to a different way of us engaging the world. Right. And, and so, you know, one of the things I'm looking forward to now is what is the second season of open the wonder look like? And um, uh, part of our conversation um, is how do, how do we, how do we name these practices? How do we live into these practices and, and who's doing it well? And how can we learn from other people who have some of these practices? So I'm, I'm excited, um, you know, for our second season, as we start putting that together um, to have, have next season shaped around practices that can sustain us for 
day-to-day living can sustain us for engaging hard um, issues of justice and um, brokenness in the world and um, can sustain us through those places where we sometimes feel like God's not talking with us and God might be quiet. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? Um, So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Even while feeling really grateful for the opportunities we've had already uh, in the four uh, conversations we've had this season. So, right. Yeah. 100%. Who knew that? I mean, we did not, I had no idea that thinking about this, starting with beyond Sunday and having these great conversations would be such a beautiful segue into what we're going to do in season two with faith practices, because Mm -hmm. I mean, that too, faith practices, we, if, and if people haven't checked out the faith practices project, um, on our website, go to it because there are amazing, again, doable ideas there. I cannot wait for those conversations to start because what I'm learning about faith practices is also, you don't have to be holy to start them. No, like I can do this stuff. And so I cannot wait to learn from people who have been um, engaged in faith practices so that, yeah, we can learn about this together. It's going to be great. Well, Karen, it's been a joy. Um, Look forward to connecting more uh, and learning more alongside of you as we uh, listen to uh, future guests on Open the Wonder. Uh, If you've been listening along with us this season, we invite you to check out uh, the other episodes in the season, uh, as well as um, the other resources that are available through uh, Faith Formation Ministries. Uh, Our details and contact information are in the episode description. We'd love to connect with you, social media, email, etc., which you can find uh, in the description. Thanks all. See you next season. Bye-bye. Open to Wonder is a podcast by Faith Formation Ministries. If you've enjoyed wondering with us, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at CRC Faith Formation and on Twitter at CRC underscore FFM. Please feel free to send us an email as well, faithformation at crcna.org. We would love to hear from you, our listeners. You can also find us online where we share toolkits and resources for growing faith. All of those links are in the show notes. Thanks for listening.